Al, Al, what's up, my man? How you doing? Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, Ryan? Doing pretty well, man, you know. Finally, Japan's getting a little warmer. It's nice. I'm sure, you know, New York is heating up. So it Today's actually like the there. first real hot day we've had in Good. New York. Cool, man. Let's get so. Yeah. That means, you know, shirt off, right? For you. I'm slightly less pale than usual. I got a little sun today. <laughs> I mean, so today, you know, uh, we were talking about this just a little bit before we started recording, but looking at the future. You know, cool thing I like about you is is you can read the future, right? That's one of your specialties that not many people know about you, right? It's in your beard. You keep it in your beard, right? That's that's the secret. Yes. Looking at the future, and you know, I think this is a really good topic. In that, a lot of people will try to plan for things in the future and think about, okay, from ten years from now, you know, five, ten, fifteen, twenty years from now, what am I going to be doing? I think it's great, you know, to look at where you want to be going. But something that you mentioned that I totally agree with is you never know what the future is going to bring. I always like to say, you know, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. And, it's a good um, motto. you know, it's, it's little stoic maybe, but you know, again, appreciate my big thing is appreciating everything that I have right now. And when I wake up, you know, making sure, you know, I, you know, tell my kids I love them before they go to school and hug them and, you know, same with my wife. She doesn't go to school, but before I leave, <laughs> making sure, you know, you appreciate the things that you have right now, even though you plan on being with these people for the rest of your life, you never know. And so right. I think this is also similar in, in our training. And before yes. I get too much into it, I'm going to turn it over to you and just kind of let you roll with what uh, you were going to say uh, earlier before we started recording. If you had asked me 10 years ago, or at the beginning of my personal training career, I've been doing this about 13 years now. You know, where do you see yourself in 10 years? I definitely don't think I would have predicted that I'm, you know, writing books and articles for magazines and traveling the world doing workshops, teaching people about calisthenics. I mean, at, at that point, I had just started using email recently. There was no Facebook yet. There was no social media. I don't even think I was texting people. So everything was just in person or word of mouth. So... Just the fact that there was a, a platform change that I, po- I couldn't have possibly foreseen that allowed this whole other thing to take place. I feel like moving forward, you know, if we're trying to make predictions about what's the future of the fitness industry going to be or what's our future as, as trainers, there's going to be game-changing things that are going to happen over yeah. the course of the next 10 or 20 years that are just going to open up new opportunities that we just can't envision right now. Mm-hmm. So the future is, is going to be very exciting. But we just got to try to let it unfold day to day. And like you said, appreciate each day while you got it. Make the best of it. Yeah. And, and you know, we were talking earlier about travel. It's something that you said, do that. I just, I'm the same way. It's not really stressing the small details that are happening in life and trying not to. And this regards to travel. So, for example, you know, I'll be going to the United States here pretty soon. And there's, you know, I'll be hanging out with you. And doing hey, some hey, stuff, hey. but it's not like I'm worried right now trying to figure out, okay, once I get, you know, to New York and what time am I going to do this? And then, um, <laughs> you know, what, what, uh, I don't even know, like train line do I need to catch to get somewhere? Things like that. Things, you know, have a way of working themselves out. Stressing about those little things isn't really going to help much. And so coming back to what you're saying is about the future and not knowing where we're going, looking at technology, I think too, is pretty amazing in the fact that, because we have this technology, we are able to kind of step back a bit and, you know, not have to rely on 
so much of the planning anymore. And this is a horrible thing maybe for me to say, but it's like I know in Japan, if I want to go anywhere and I don't know how to get there, all I need to do is put it into my GPS and my phone and I'm there. Now, as a Boy Scout, you know, it's it's, it's <laughs> You're conflicted. Right, I am because I'm kind of like, all right, I want to look at a map and I want to make sure that I get there. But I think the convenience of having that is actually a good thing. A lot of people have heard me say this before, you know, the internet, I'm not a fan of being online all the time and things like this. But here's the thing, the internet and the technology allows us to do this right now and also to help more people in the world. And so I think that done right in a way that's constructive for everyone involved, I think it's a good thing. Everything's in the dosage, right? Too much yeah. of anything can become poison. Yeah, yeah. Even, even a wonderful thing like the internet. Yeah. <laughs> And then looking at the future too, it's, it's you know what will, what will happen with this technology to allow us to further deepen, basically not just what we're doing, but how we interact with people. I'm kind of rambling a bit, but what I'm trying to bring this back to is that, to me, it all comes down to this interaction with other people. And so, where do I see myself in the future? Well, hopefully being more connected in a positive way to other people to help spread a positive message. And I keep bringing it back to this positive thing because, unfortunately, we do see a lot of negativity. Uh, let's just be honest. Look at all the comments on YouTube that people just feel that they need to post, right? Um, There's some people who like us on YouTube also. A couple people, you know. I've actually lately been getting, I think, more positive than negative ones. Good. There's still haters out there, but that's I think that the, the balance has shifted. Well, that's good, but <laughs> somebody said to me, you get a lot of haters, that's great. That just means that the message is getting out there and, and you can't please everybody. Uh -huh. So just focus on the people that, that you know, learn you or know, uh, like you. So go I ahead. I forget where I first up. heard it, but I like the idea that when people judge you, they're really telling you about themselves. They're not saying anything about you. So if someone's coming at you with hostility or anger, they're just saying, I'm an angry, nasty person. And if someone's coming at you with positivity, I mean, you, you can always find something good to say in any yeah. situation, yeah. right? I mean, that's the old cliche, right? Yeah. And you can always find something to criticize if you're the type of person that's looking for fault. So it's just, it's, it's a reflection of the person. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and so, and that was, you know, kind of where I was coming back to that. And, and you know, what, what is the purpose? And I don't even want to say purpose, but like looking at like what you and I are doing, we were talking about this a little earlier and it was like, we have this opportunity to reach all these different people out there. We have the technology recently to be able to do it. And so you know, we have a responsibility, you and I, to help, basically is what I'm saying, to serve <laughs> in a better, yeah. you know, in a, maybe a better way to look at it. But And I think that's a super cool thing. I mean, I never thought either, boy from Kansas, you know, coming to Japan and, and ended up doing the stuff that I'm doing and talking to the famous Al Cavadlo here, I you know, I mean – it's a super cool thing, and I'm really privileged, I think, to be able to, to have this opportunity. Not just, well, that, you know, that shows what a good attitude you have. That's what I was just <laughs> saying, right? Because there could be someone in your situation who isn't such a positive person who would find a lot of things that made them unhappy sure. and just bitch and moan about those things and try to make other people feel bad and bring people down with them. You know, I'm, I'm amazed at how often successful people can still be really negative. It's like, wow, you've been able to be successful even though you're such a jerk. Eh, it happens, right? There's something <laughs> yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Always got to have something to bitch about, right? So. Working hard, I guess, is the most important thing. That's right. You know, not to say that I'm sure you, you have moments where you have negativity or where you complain. Oh, I do too. I just, yeah. I just try not to do it publicly. 
You know, why, why spread that out there? Get, get, get your dirty laundry out in your private conversations. Get it off your chest. And then when you're being a, a public person, you know, try to put good out there in the world. And I think that's a really good, you know, I say it. I mean, and, and we all have that opportunity to do this and, and whether we be on Facebook or Twitter or whatnot. And really bringing it back to our workout. And I know this is kind of this discussion is really all yeah, over bring the it place. on back to the workout. You know, it's all <laughs> over the place. But bringing it back to the workout, it's it's just like anything, you know, when, when you look at a positive workout and a positive workout to me really is not that you necessarily nailed all those skills that you were after that day. Get a new PR. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of it is just showing up with the attitude of I'm going to start the work and I'm going to step on the mat and just do the best that I can that day. Now that day might be, I don't know, you might, you might, you might be injured. You might be injured and you might be down and thinking, oh man, you know, I'm not going to be able to do what I want. But if you can step into the workout and just say, I'm going to start and, and I'm going to do what I can that day with what I have, you'll probably end up having a pretty darn good workout. And yeah. you'll be working towards, you know, those other things maybe that you didn't think you needed. Like, even though you might think that you should be working on your one arm chains, but you can't because you broke your arm. So, you know, maybe you work on your <laughs> Stretch your hamstrings, yeah, right? <laughs> but, but it's, you know, coming back and looking at working with, with what you have at that particular time. And, you know, the future, that's, that's what it is to me. It's, it's not knowing and thinking that you need to get a particular place. Because when it comes down to you don't need to do anything. You can sit on the couch and you can do whatever the hell you want, right? But Free country. Right. U.S. is at least. Well, yeah, I don't know for how long, much longer, but, you know, that's a different time. But, you Enjoy know, it while it lasts. <laughs> but looking at the future really is you determine right now how you're going to follow as far as the process goes. And I think, you know, I can't tell anybody, you know, in a year's time I'm going to have uh, a one-arm handstand on my pinky finger. You know, I'd probably tell you that's not going to happen, but you know, I can at least, if that'd be the first, I would be the first. <laughs> I think, you know, if though that that's something that you're after that, you know, looking at the future is what are you doing today in order to help you set up a positive process to allow you to move towards that particular goal? Then things mm-hmm. just happen, right? So this is something you talk about a lot, right? Letting the path unfold, right? Yes. Yeah. Taking right action in the moment, doing each little thing with care and attention. And before you know it, an opportunity that maybe you had never even thought was going to be there is there and you are ready to knock it down because you've been doing your diligence. Yeah. Putting in the work, putting in the work. Coming back to us, a lot of people might like see us and especially, you know, like with all of your books and all the things that you do. I mean, you're on 100% of the time, right? You never have an off day, right, Al? <laughs> right? You know? Sure. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. No, of course I have off days. Just like anybody else, I'm human. And I try to remind people of that, lest they put me on a pedestal. <laughs> I'll, I'll always put you up there as long as you can just pull me up too. So that'd be good. So You're, you're, you're on the podium. You're right there. <laughs> So, so coming back to the future, I mean, tell me in regards to you, what do you think about what are, you know, it's, we all have plans, right? We all have plans and certain like dreams that we want to be after and looking at you, like what, how would you answer the question of where do you see yourself, you know, your routines, your abilities and whatnot 
in the next five, ten years? Well, I certainly hope they haven't declined. You know, at the very least, if I could still do everything I'm doing today, that's not bad. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of feel like at this point in my training, it's not really so much about getting stronger anymore. Not to say that I've tapped into 100% of my strength potential, because I'm sure I haven't. But I'm more interested in just unlocking new skills, mm. improving technique, refining these little details. And, you know, like you always say, you know, coming into each practice with respect for it. And appreciation that you get to do it. You know, I always say training isn't something you have to do. It's something you get to do. And it's a blessing. And if I'm still able to move as well or maybe even better in five or ten years, well, that would be a wonderful thing. And if I'm not, then, you know, I'm going to try to get up every morning and do whatever I can to, uh, you know, feel good. But what about gains, man? You know? Well, I, I want to add two inches to my biceps also. I forgot <laughs> about have, that. You got to have that. You got to have it. No, I mean, and all joking aside, I, I totally agree with you. And, and as we do get older, this is something that, you know, your priorities change a bit. And so for some people, not just a bit, but a lot. I mean, you know, having kids. I mean, you have two kids, right? Little fur kids. <laughs> the fur babies. The fur They're babies. Not, not quite as much work as the fleshy ones. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, the, the little doggies definitely require a lot of maintenance. <laughs> They're a good halfway point between being a parent and not being a parent. I agree with you there, man. I agree with you. Yeah, but looking at your life and, and, and as you get older and, and, and realizing that, you don't make sacrifices necessarily and give up. It's more that you see things in a different light. And this is like in my in my case. So I'm 43 right now. And, you know, if I look 10 years ago, I was pretty hardcore, full on, you know. I was still hitting it so hard. Of course, that was right, it was right towards the end of my judo days when I was competing a lot and just thinking that I just had to smash everybody on the mat. And... I think, you know, as I get older, um, to me, really, you brought up this too. It's more like maintenance in a sense of like strength-wise and making sure that I'm not losing what I already have. But actually exploring more and seeing what I can do and go beyond. So it's not necessarily that I'm trying to get new skills per se. It's more refining the skills that I have and seeing how much better and more efficient I can make them. And so, you know, examples yesterday, I was actually working, and this is something I posted on Instagram, is doing like, um, so straddle press to Hanson and lower down to planche. Now, I saw that. It looks, looks very good, by the way. I was sure. impressed. Thank you. I felt oh. bad about myself because I can't do it as well. Oh, man. I'll take it down. <laughs> no, I'm not, it down. I'm kidding. I didn't really feel bad about myself. But but that, but, that's, but I was you know, impressed. But you bring up a good thing, and and it's and it's tough, you know, because we post these things, and this is the dilemma that I've always had, and I'm kind of going off on a tangent. Pardon me for saying this, but I've never been one to show off, and this is actually something that Andy and Jarler were like, dude, you got to be showing more of your stuff, what you can really do, and whatnot. And I've never been the kind of person who's been like, hey, look at me, check it out, what I can do. I still have a really hard time with that, and so I've had to change my mind said to be like, okay, I'm simply showing this stuff to show what is possible with diligent training at this age and hopefully inspire other people to, you know, work on whatever they want to work on. So, for example, this plants that I'm working on, a lot of people might say, oh my goodness, you know, 
the form is a little bit off here and you know my goodness you know um i have no idea like um your toes weren't pointed you're doing it wrong yeah you're doing it wrong or whatnot you know you know 10 years ago i probably would have even five years ago i probably would have you know been like oh i've got to hit it and you know get it so perfect that it's you know but but priorities for me are, are very different right now i just try and enjoy where i am that day and and just explore and trying to get it better. So the planch, the thing is, is if I don't hold a 10-second planch, I'm actually perfectly fine with myself. I don't feel that I'm a bad person and that, you know, I need to spend a hundred more hours working to achieve two more seconds on my planches. And right. so there, you know, if you're out there and that is something that you really want to focus on, good. Go ahead and do that. All right, you know, I'll do everything I can to help you and I'll do the same to help you achieve what you want to achieve. But but Figure out what's right for you at that point in your life and then enjoy the shit out of it. That's really what I'm trying to do right now. And so yeah. before I go too much into it, you were going to say something. I was just going to say you know, about getting older. The, the older you get, the more impressive everything you can do becomes. You know, If you can hold you know, the planche even for a few seconds in your 40s, I mean, forget about it. And then like point, once you're yeah. 50 and 60, if you're still doing it, it's just it's going to be that much more impressive as you get older. I actually just saw a statistic today that the, the median age in the U.S. is 36.8. And that's almost exactly my age right now. I know it's younger than you thought it would be, right? Yes. It's younger than I thought it would be, too. I guess there's a lot of people having babies. Wow. But uh, so I'm like exactly the median age right now. Yeah. And it was kind of a weird thought because I don't feel like I'm on the cusp of like being old. But I guess that was kind of the realization. Like, wow, soon I'm going to be on the other side and I'll be an old person. These are the old people, these are the younger people. But then I had the thought like, whoa, that's great. Because once you're old, like I just said, everything is that much more impressive. Wow, that old guy can do a muscle up. That's really cool. <laughs> so we, it's interesting. So one of my uh, trainers, a GMB trainer, his name is Steven Stern. The guy is amazing. He's such an inspiration to me. He's 60, almost, he's be. He's like 65, almost 66 right now. And just, just the stuff he does. I mean, and it's just, it, it's great. And what the cool thing about it is, is the way he looks at things. It's not that he's trying to like compete with, with the young kids, you know, and try and do all this other stuff. He just focuses on what he's doing and what he wants to do. And, and the impressive thing about that is because of that, because of the way that he's doing it, because of his attitude towards his training, he's not doing stupid stuff that's going to, you know, force him to, you know, move towards an injury or whatnot. And he keeps getting better, which is yeah. really super cool. And that's what I want to be like. You know, when I, I don't have any big plans for when I'm 50, 60, all I want to do is, for one, still be alive. And I want to still. And that's hold, the first problem. Yeah, that's the first thing. You know, sometimes I wonder. I'm kind of like, oh, geez. Stay above know? ground. Stay one. above ground <laughs> and keep moving. That's basically it. Yeah, that's um, number two. It sounds right? like a zombie movie or something. But you know, it's. I think that that when we're younger, you know, we've got these big plans and ambitions, and I think that's very good. I think it's good to have those. You know, something to work towards. I'm not saying that I've achieved achieved everything in my life that I want, but but I just want to keep moving forward. And and that forward momentum, of course, is going to be different every single day regarding what I want to do. But I think that as long as I have people like you and people like Mike Fitch and other people that inspire me and that I can learn from, I think that I will be able to continue improving in the sense of 
being able to keep moving and not die. So uh, yeah. that's, I think, maybe what it all comes down to for Something me. That I think you guys drive home really well. And a point that I try to make to people is, you know, workouts aren't supposed to break you down. They're mm. supposed to build you up. Mm. I think some people are under this misimpression that I train like five hours a day and I'm super, super hardcore like that. And it's, it's really not true. I don't train like a professional athlete. I train like a regular person who works a lot and also makes time for exercise. My work happens to be fitness related, mm. but working out isn't my job. Helping other people work out is my job. And I spend a lot of time doing that, that I'm not physically active during. That's so, you know, you, you nailed it because it's the same thing. You know, sometimes I'll get a message like, you're so lucky because you get to train all day long. I'm like, right. seriously, <laughs> you really think that? I'm like, wow, you know, today I was only able to squeeze a workout in and, and yeah, I do set aside time to work out, and I know you do too. Of course, but, it's a priority. You know, Anyone it, who's yeah making it a priority is going to set aside time, no matter how busy they are. But you know, all day long, and and yes, I am. I guess training in the sense that the training is not necessarily the physical kind, you know, because this is also something else that a lot of people miss, and and this is something that you talk about a lot, you know, in your books and everything that you do is is that mental side of things as well, and. Yeah. Not just in the physical realm of me continuing to improve through the ages. I want to also actively incorporate my mental training and hopefully become a little more intelligent. You know, I'm still trying. It's going to take a while, but I'm still trying. Learning, you know. Gain some knowledge. Gain if you some can't knowledge. get smarter, you could at least get more knowledge. That's right. right. More knowledge. <laughs> but, but the kind of knowledge that is going to help me to help other people. And so I guess that's also where things have changed a bit. And maybe, you know, you're the same way. It's like when I'm reading your books and especially like your new book, by the way, you want to give a shout out for your new book? What's your new book there, Al? Yeah. So the new book, we're really excited about it. It's a collaboration between me and my brother, Danny. And it's our first official collaboration. We've both done books about calisthenics before, but neither of us have ever done or been involved with anything of this magnitude. I did a book a few years ago called Raising the Bar, The Definitive Guide to Pull-Up Bar Calisthenics. Thank you. And the, the impetus for that was I'd been a pull-up enthusiast for a long time and was starting to get more into advanced variations and different progressions and all these other things you could do on the pull-up bar. And it dawned on me that there wasn't really a pull-up book out there. There were a lot of books at the time about you know, different kinds of weight training, maybe general calisthenics, but nothing that was really focused on the bar. So, you know, one of those examples of just kind of wanting to, well, it's not out there. I want it to be out there. So I'm going to just kind of make it happen myself. So I put that book together. And, uh, you know, in the years since, I've refined some of my teachings. I've learned some new stuff. I've seen some new stuff. And Danny and I put this book together. So we kind of had a similar realization that there wasn't really an official street workout book. There's a lot of people doing this kind of training, a lot of people becoming more interested in this kind of training. And whereas Raising the Bar was just focused on the pull-up bar, mm -hmm. this one now is it's a full-body book using anything and everything that you might encounter. Nice. The other thing about this book that's very exciting for me is it's very personal mm -hmm. because there's a lot of photos in this book, photos that we gathered over the last few years. We've done a lot of traveling, and we always make sure we get some calisthenics in whatever city we're visiting, get some photos and it's, it's a, a kind of, in addition to having a lot of information and a lot of workouts and a lot of exercises, it's got a lot of really cool and unique photos, too. So we're really excited for people not just to 
you know, get the information, but to, to kind of see our journey and, and, and see all the places we've been and the things we've done. Unlike you, Ryan, we, we do like to show up. We're a little bit <laughs> and Danny. We've, we've not had a problem with that. So, you know, you can't always get smarter, but you can try to gain more knowledge. And I think that that's an important thing as we continue on this journey is just staying open-minded and being able to change our ideas and acquire new information that may make us reevaluate things and hopefully learn from them and improve. Yeah, I agree with you, man. That is really, really good looking at it that way. And so as we go through the ages of learning, you know, looking back at, at our experiences and learning from those in order to just try to continue to get better, whether that be physically, mentally, or whatever. So, all right, man, I think we're going to end it there today. As always, thank you so much for being on here. We're going to pick up the discussion in another chat with Al in a little bit. But everybody, as always, thanks for listening. It's always a pleasure, man. Thanks very much. For more great info, join us over at gmb.io. And be sure to check us out on iTunes and YouTube.